Welcome to the Meet Me podcast, a podcast all about our multifaceted human nature and constant journey through self-discovery with personal stories and insights around trauma, motherhood, relationships, spirituality, and individuality. I'm your host, Michelle Malik. Thanks for listening. Welcome to another episode of the Meet Me podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Malik, and I realized I may have stretched myself a little too thin in committing to every week. I have so much else that I am trying to balance in addition to this podcast. So until further notice, I think a bi-weekly cadence is what will work best for me right now. That way I can dedicate the time and energy necessary to pour my all into this without feeling burnt out. I may do some mini episodes in between, maybe like an oracle pull or general energy readings, but hopefully I can eventually work myself back up to a point where I can easily put content out on a weekly basis. So thank you for (laughs) your patience while I maneuver through this entire creative endeavor, but I am super excited to dive into this episode because This is a topic that I have been mulling over since I first started brainstorming for the podcast. I actually have a few scrapped versions of this episode because it is such a hefty topic and there's so much to cover. I wanted to make sure that I was doing it the right way. But just like all of my other episodes so far, this really will be laying a foundation of things that I do plan to expand on and possibly even have conversations with guests around in the future. But I have really loved seeing this sort of uprising in awareness or awakening in regards to generational trauma. You know, not only the acknowledgement that it exists, but how we actually have the power to actively work towards breaking these cycles. Now, this is something I am extremely passionate about as I heavily value being intentional in setting a safe and nurturing environment for my son you know, trying really hard to ensure that his upbringing is different than mine. And before I get into the bulk of this episode, I just want to say a quick shout out and give some kudos to all the other people out there that are doing this work, actively trying to break their own generational trauma. I know that it is not easy. It requires constant healing, unlearning, relearning, so much patience, and it can create many conflicting feelings along the way. So if you're listening, keep doing the work, even though I know it's tough. It's just extremely necessary, I feel, for the betterment of our society, but really just the world in general. And so when I look at my own generational trauma, going back further past my parents. I unfortunately don't really have any recent memories with any of my grandparents. Starting on my dad's side, his mom passed when I was around three or four. So the memories that I do have with her are pretty minimal, you know, very, very early in my childhood. His dad, I do remember having pretty fond memories with. He was a fun grandpa. We did lots of activities together. Um, But when I was around eight years old, he suffered from a stroke and was in this immobile 
nonverbal state for the rest of his life until passing when I was around 16. On my mom's side, her dad actually passed only about a week or so after she did. Um, so I was about 14. But because he lived in the Philippines, we really only saw him once every few years. And because there was a language barrier, him and I didn't have a ton of you know direct communication. I actually never met my mom's mom. She unfortunately committed suicide when my mom was about 15 years old. And I'm kind of starting with this as a foundation just because I realize I do have somewhat of a unique perspective, not really having much direct contact with my grandparents in recent memory. But based on what I do know, just from you know the few memories that I do have, stories that I've heard, I feel I do have a general understanding of how my parents were raised, not only by that, but also looking at things from an adult perspective kind of identifying certain behaviors that I witnessed in our household as a child and viewing them now as an adult. But both of my parents came from large families, so they had multiple siblings running around, lots of different personalities. I can imagine pretty stressed out parents trying to manage everything. I do know for certain that physical abuse was present in both of their households. Again, something fairly common in Filipino culture, especially within previous generations, as it is with a lot of other cultures as well. Thinking outside of their childhood, some of the other major factors that my parents experienced in their lives, of course, them immigrating to the United States was huge. Just as many immigrant families experienced, there was a lot of culture shock around that transition. I had mentioned in a couple episodes back that my dad was also in the Navy for 21 years, including during the Gulf War. He was deployed all over the world during that time. You know, I just mentioned that my mom's mom committed suicide. And I actually just recently found out a couple years ago that she was the one who found her. And I'm kind of going through this mini practice of bringing awareness to different facets of my parents' life and hope that it might encourage you to do the same for any of the relationships that you have with some of these older generations. Because by doing this, it helps to just start from a place of understanding. And I think that understanding is so important when first taking steps to break generational trauma, especially if you've had difficult relationships with your parents or caretakers, because I think that once you can understand where some of their behaviors may stem from, it not only helps to know them a little bit better and what drives them, but it also alleviates so much of the blame that is associated with certain behaviors. You know, not only towards them for doing the behaviors, but especially towards yourself realizing that some of those behaviors were not a reflection of you, but actually a reflection of their own life experience. And you can finally come to terms with the fact that it wasn't your fault, especially as a child. You know, we're looking to these older generations for support and nurturing. And so when we don't receive that, it's really easy to blame ourselves. But Again, I think starting from a place of understanding really just helps us to remove that blame because I think this release of blame is critical in realizing that you can actually choose to do differently now. And 
understanding it does allow for a certain level of grace. I certainly give a lot of grace to my parents for things that they did due to the fact that they had so much unresolved trauma throughout their lives and a lack of resources that we have today. You know, they didn't know how to properly manage my emotions growing up because it's pretty clear that their emotions were not properly handled when they were children. And so they didn't really have a frame of reference to know any different. Now I'd often hear my dad say things like, I'll give you a reason to really cry when I already had tears streaming down my face because in his mind, my outward expression of emotion was not valid. And I'm certain that this trickled down from his feelings not being validated as a child. You know, when my mom was alive, she'd often deflect from her moments of negative behaviors by jokingly pretending that they didn't actually happen. And looking at it now, I realized that this was due to her inability to regulate emotions properly. And so sometimes she would act blindly out of frustration or rage. And so it was a lot easier for her to brush these actions off as not truly being her own because that's easier than facing those issues head on. And again, there was a lack of resources around this. But I do want to clarify that understanding why people do certain things it does not absolve their responsibility in doing them. Just because I understand why my dad had abusive behaviors, that doesn't mean I have to forgive everything he's done or allow him to have a larger presence in my life. So it's of course to each person's individual discernment on the relationship and to decide how much grace you're willing to give. But another huge part in giving older generations a level of understanding, empathy, and grace is just the sheer fact that the world has changed so significantly since they raised us and even more so from when they were being raised. I look at things like societal and gender norms and how much those have shifted in recent times. But even outside of that, things like mental health was extremely stigmatized before and it still is in many cultures. But looking at what my parents experienced, I can be almost positive that my mom suffered from some form of depression or anxiety and that my dad had unresolved PTSD and rage issues. Even when I look at my childhood and just some of the huge advancements there have been around things like nutrition. I grew up eating sugary cereals, Pop-Tarts, Sunny D, Hawaiian Punch, you know, even as part of my breakfast because a lot of these things were, especially cereals, were marketed as part of a balanced breakfast. And so because it was advertised to kids and there wasn't enough information available, my parents didn't know any better. And so they were constantly stocking our pantry full of all kinds of these, you know, snacks, candy, things with high sugar, sodium. So it's really no wonder why so many of us, including myself, have food addictions. But one of the main contributing factors to these changes, of course, is in regards to access to information and technology. And I'm speaking from a millennial perspective. So I remember what life was like before the internet, what the early stages of the internet looked like and how it exponentially grew and transformed into what we have today. And so I do think that this is what gives my generation as well as the ones that follow a huge advantage 
but also a huge responsibility in breaking these cycles because growing up with so much information at our disposal, it's almost irresponsible to not take these things into account and utilize them as tools to support us in maneuvering through difficulties in life. Previous generations didn't have access to online communities or resources. They really only had what was in their physical surroundings. So it makes perfect sense why certain behaviors would get instilled into them and then passed down because there were minimal frames of reference to know what to do and what not to do. I am extremely grateful to be alive during this time, although I know things can look really bleak because even just in the example that I shared last episode with my postpartum struggles, it honestly terrifies me to think what would have happened had I not have mental health resources and articles and the support that was available to me that assisted me in navigating through these problems. Even just in the overall raising of my son, still to this day, but especially during the newborn phase, there were so many things that I did not know. I didn't know what poop color he was supposed to have. I needed to figure out how to properly feed him his nap schedule, all of these factors. But thankfully, I had a full-blown computer in the size of my hands, just as I'm sure most of you do and are probably listening to this through one right now, to give me access to all of the answers for any question that came up. But other ways that I implement this access to information and how I choose to raise my son, I choose to view his tantrums as him acting his age due to the limitless resources now that explain toddlers' underdeveloped brains and their inability to properly express difficult emotions. We also, of course, don't do any forms of physical punishment in our house, just knowing how it negatively impacted me, but also, again, the information that's available regarding the impacts that this can have on mental health, especially for developing brains. And another big thing that my husband and I sort of decided together is that our food addictions that we battle due to being raised on, again, those foods that were packed full with sugar and sodium and preservatives, that addiction does not have to be a problem for my son. Now that there is so much information available again in regards to overly processed foods being detrimental to development and health, we've decided that if we just continue to primarily stock our home with whole fresh foods and healthy ingredients, then he won't have as much of a difficulty avoiding the addictive foods because he won't know any different. And we certainly have our fair share of these foods, especially after he goes to bed. And that's not to say that we would restrict him from these forever or with special occasions. This is something that we recognized as a problem for us that we didn't want to pass down to our son. We wanted to give him that opportunity to have a leg up in regards to nutrition than we did. But it's so important that we take advantage of this access to information and bring awareness to past issues so that then we can start to take action and do differently than what was done to us. And this can come in many different forms. Obviously, you know, 
choosing to gentle parent your child. But outside of raising a child, this could also be having difficult conversations with people of the older generations, maybe educating them on shifts of perspective or new information that has become available, or even confronting the issues that they may have caused without realizing. Because these generations also have a choice and a responsibility in recognizing where their behavior stems from and how it may have impacted you. And that awareness is so important, but it's also harder for them to come to it. Again, I do feel that there is a level of grace when maneuvering through these conversations because the older generations do have a much steeper unlearning and relearning hill to climb. But it's important that you, of course, still protect your peace and your boundaries because once you choose to have these difficult conversations, the responsibility then lies on them in making the active choice to change or adjust their behaviors and ways of thinking. Some things like taking mental health issues seriously, validating past experiences, emotions, and traumas, along with taking accountability for the part that they did or didn't play and how it may have affected you. These are all parts that are so essential in healing those cycles for the older generations in your lineage. We no longer live in the time of elders knowing better because although their life experiences are of course valid and they've gained wisdom over the years, the world has changed exponentially from what they knew for most of their lives going into adulthood. And so there is always room to grow and evolve regardless of age. And I do realize that this might be easier to say from someone who hasn't been in direct conflict with my parents in years, but this concept also extends past just your bloodline. It can show up in different levels with how we treat people in all of our relationships, including romantic partnerships and friendships. But generational trauma affects all of us in some way, shape, or form because each of our bloodlines has experienced some form of difficulty, whether it be personal difficulties and mental health issues and personal trauma, but even on a grander scale, past generations also went through huge events that caused for extreme stress or concern. You know, I think about fast forwarding to future generations. I believe that things like the COVID pandemic is going to be a huge societal trauma that was shared across the people who lived during that time. But again, when we're looking at breaking generational trauma and cycles, we need to start from a place of awareness and understanding for the generations that came before us. Give grace as you see fit and then take the necessary actions to change course and break the cycle, which of course will look different for everyone. I really hope that this was valuable in helping to view maybe your own generational trauma and certain cycles that were passed down or instilled into you so that again, you can actively make the choice to work towards breaking them. And this does not come easy. It is a conscious decision to make every single day and it can sometimes reactivate old wounds. You know, with everything that I'm doing to set up my son for a more fulfilling and nurturing childhood than I had, it's also a constant reminder of the things that I lacked as a child and that I wish I had. You know, even my ability to make this podcast 
I realize how fortunate I am to have an opportunity to share my voice on these kinds of things because this type of platform didn't exist for my parents or their parents. But it's also a really difficult decision for me to make by bringing these issues up to the surface and having to constantly battle certain insecurities that were instilled in me in providing something on a public stage. So again, all the kudos, sending so many hugs to everyone who's doing this alongside me. As always, I would love to hear from you if this resonated or helped shed light on a new perspective. You can find me on Instagram at underscore Michelle Malik, and I look forward to sharing again with you next time.